so we're all uh, we're all locked down. Yes, we're all in lockdown. We're all fucking going bonkers. We're all losing the fucking plot. But everyone is locked down in their own kind of bubbles in their own homes. And you know, we're used to kind of seeing our neighbors through windows. I don't know about you, but I. I'm fond of just kind of peeking out into the streets to see if there are gatherings going on, you know what I mean? If people are fucking flaunting the rules. And it it it's led me to to wonder, all of these other households out there that are alone, I wonder often what kind of mad shit goes on behind closed doors, right? In that kind of David Lynch picket fence kind of scratch the surface and see the dark underbelly kind of way. Real window, you know? Just... Exactly that, exactly yeah. that. But even uh, more Serbia, so- Serbia, please. Disturbia, yeah, naturally. <laughs> all of that, all of that, all of that great stuff. Um, and sometimes when you're in that frame of mind as well, stories kind of leap out at you from the news, right? When you're in that kind of frame of mind wondering, because the people who are locked in with their misdeeds right now mm. are really locked in with their misdeeds. Uh, <laughs> and the 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 story, literally yesterday, the story came to the news of a, <laughs> uh, a lady from Japan called Yumi Yoshino, right? A 48-year-old woman um who was arrested as this story made as this story come your way uh, i don't think so her name does not a woman got arrested where uh in japan, japan right so in oh, tokyo in japan um, in japan no i didn't um, get i don't uh, i gotta check my japan news but <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. well, it, it made it made the news over here right uh, yeah. a cleaner yeah. a cleaner in this poor lady's flat report uh, discovered the body of a mother in a fucking freezer right no yeah what this, this woman, 48-year-old woman, had had her mother's corpse in her freezer for 10 years. Whole? 10 years? For 10 fucking years. Can I Is tell you where my mind initially went on this? Oh, <laughs> go on, please. Listen, I've been to Japan, um, mm. and people live in very small spaces. I know. Yeah. Was it a big freezer? And that, how much space does this take up? Like, honestly, from a practical perspective, keeping your mother frozen in a Japanese flat mm. seems Was she impractical. chopped up? Or like That's a good uh, question. you make an excellent point, Mac. The body had been bent to fit. Oh bent. no, so not bent. Folded up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mom was kind of <gasps> folded up. Was it? But, <gasps> but, <laughs> Sorry, go when ahead. You, when you go into the reasons why she'd done this and kept her there. Yeah. Because she didn't want to move out of the fucking flat that they shared. She didn't want to <laughs> get evicted from her place. Exactly oh, that. No. She was living a very comfortable, rent-free life in this flat with her mother mm. in a freezer for ten goddamn years. So who paid the rent then? I uh, was. I mean, was the flat owned by a mother? I don't know. There were. I mean, there the, the were no visible. Oh, right, like maybe body she. Other, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, but so okay. So she owned the place outright potentially, mm -hmm. and thus she wasn't paying rent because she she already owned it. Yep. How long? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. long was it again? Ten years. Ten years—a full decade of living with, with your mother's corpse in the freezer. And that's, was it a separate freezer, or like she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna grab some peas," but also here's my mother. But, yeah, but also here's I. I well, you, like I said, you frozen. know, you know the 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 realities of Japanese real estate. I mean, and you, yeah, you, know, you look at the pictures of the building, and it's a huge kind of high rise with kind of flats, kind of tiny. So there's no way this is like, oh, she lived out in the countryside and she had like a bunch of space. Like, no, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah, tiny yeah. flat that she's sharing with her dead frozen mother. But this gets me thinking, right? I mean, uh, it's by no means an isolated incident. Uh, quite recently in uh, May of last year, May in 2020, a case of a Pennsylvania woman 
who kept her grandmother's corpse in a freezer for 15 years so that she oh could God. continue collecting her social security. Oh, wow. And these are two cases within a year of one another of ladies, two ladies living with their mother's corpse in their freezer. So it gets me fucking thinking, man. Your name How many is. freezers are full of dead grandparents How and many? I mean, I don't know. Just think they- on. I'm not suggesting that it's commonplace. I'm not suggesting this is a... Uh, you know, a, a widespread, a phenomena. It's just too isolated. I mean, maybe it is, but... though. Think about this. If, like, multiple of these are discovered, right? Mm-hmm. It stands to reason that there's got to be a good chunk undiscovered. People who don't have house cleaners or, like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Who are just keeping dead relatives in their homes. And we have, yeah. like, maybe this is frequent. Yep. I, I mean, how how casual? You found two examples so easily. It feels like it would only take a little bit. I barely had to look, man. Yeah. I barely had to search. Only one more and it's a pattern, technically. (laughs) So, like, that's... I'll just sprinkle one more in as a little plot Please do. Sprinkle Uh, it. In the end here, the the tale of a a man from St. Louis, uh, (laughs) who last year... St. Louis? St. Louis? St. Louis. It depends. Tomato, potato, mate. Fucking tomato, tomato. (laughs) If you're talking about the film, meet me in In St. Louis. St. Louis, right? Uh, (laughs) Plot twist. This geezer uh, was looking after his mother in her dying years, right? She was coming to the end of a long illness. And uh, sadly, she passed away. And while clearing out her effects and looking through her freezer, uh, this guy finds a dead baby. A baby. Yep, a mummified baby, and I—I I shit you not. You look at the photos; it was in a plastic wrap box there next to like the frozen pies, uh, not of the actual baby, oh. but of of the box in situ in the freezer. Sure. And we are talking right next to you know frozen whatever from otter pies, pots or, yeah. Literally push the peas aside, just reach in, um, and uh, this this uh, poor little fucker had been there for. 37 years. The baby? This, how yep. big, how <laughs> this old baby, baby is like just, just a little older than me. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, My entire life that baby has been in a freezer. I wow. was always told it was That's a wedding a cake thought. top. I pulled it out <laughs> and I set it directly on the table. I took a knife and cut through the plastic and opened it up. Turns out that it was a baby. It still had skin, hair and everything. It was mummified. After that, I just freaked out. So they just spit soda all over my computer. I was told it was a wedding cake top. Yeah. Um, grandma was very, very tight-lipped about this box. Um, apparently, it had even moved homes with her. Whenever she'd moved home, she'd brought this plastic wrap box with her and just quite put my box in the freezer, son. Just put it back in the freezer wherever she'd lived. So do you think it was a baby she had aborted like that's... like maybe it was like a miscarriage and she was like a like a stillborn and she but that's not mm. illegal so i don't understand why she would well maybe it was like a point. grief thing like maybe she maybe. was like coping mechanism yeah coping thing of keeping this although maybe if you're keeping it in her? the freezer for 37 years you aren't coping well yeah i feel I think like at arguably... that point you could you could probably i mean i think like I, I read enough true crime to know that you could have ditched it by then yeah yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. There so would have like, been an opportunity I, in thirty-seven years. In thirty-seven felt, years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got the place to myself. I'll just. But anyway, what I'm saying is, yeah, there's a lot of family members in freezers. There's a lot of people out there tonight. 
maybe even someone listening to this cast tonight. You're, you're calling them out, Mark. You're calling That's exactly them. what I'm doing. It's time. <laughs> it's time to fucking give up the jig, folks. If you've mm -hmm. got fucking your sister or your mother or your grandma on ice right now, come on. There's got to yeah. be a better way. Let right. this be the first day of the rest of your life. Thaw it out and get on with your life. Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favorite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. Must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out of me. Sorry, exactly. movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me now. I'm alive, so this is, I'm, I'm fucking in. Well, Matt, yeah. Matt, can I ask, do you have a gun? Uh, like a, like a human gun? Like, just like a gun. Do you have a gun? Do you have a gun? Uh, what do I got around? I don't mean get it out now, but do you, no. do you? I don't have, have a, a picture no, of me with one of your prop guns. Yeah, I don't have a fire. I, yeah, like maybe a prop gun or something. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Just, I'm just I, curious. It's something I ask Americans. He's just, yeah, it's oh, an um, American I do, question. I do have um, uh, two tiny little cowboys. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you, they, all Americans have these. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's actually yeah. you're you're issued them at birth. They're salt uh, and pepper. You Americans shakers. with your cowboy no, effigies, really. god yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I got the two little cowboys. They're uh, they're next to my my dead great grandpa's uh bull uh like he 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 raised oh, cattle. Wonderful. This is his nice. uh belt you win belt buckles for raising cattle in a, in, a, in the United States, so. Yeah. <laughs> Says I love this. Just pulling out the Americana collection now. That's oh, you want right to see? Here. You want to see how American Mac is? Yeah, that's about. Here's his uh, belt buckle. His heirloom belt buckle. It's episode twenty-two. Twenty-two of Jack of All Graves, and twenty I am... episodes longer than I was expecting it to run. I don't mind telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's a big triumph every single time that we're still here, and I am so excited to have one of the greatest people I know joining us uh, this week on the show. It's my dear friend Mac Peterson. Oh, welcome, Mac. welcome to. <laughs> welcome Thank you to you, Joag. Um, Mac, wow. you are a podcaster yourself nowadays. I am. I am. I, I, I feel like uh, that's it's almost weird to say that. I've never been on, I've never been a guest on another podcast as a podcaster. Yeah, you guessed so, it on my old podcast many times, but just as the guy from the comic book store, I guess. General correspondence there. General yeah. correspondence. Yeah. Indeed. So you have a Power Ranger Power Rangers podcast. Yes. Um called the More Phenomenal. The More Phenomenal. More Phenomenal. I practice trying to say it out loud and my mouth just won't do it. More phenomenal. Yeah, well, our our, our, uh, our catchphrase is it's not less phenomenal, it's more phenomenal. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. Hey, yeah, yeah. Very That's nice. delightful. Uh, and you're how, how many episodes in on, on that are you? We've been doing it for over a year now. Yeah, so it's been a minute. I can't, um, I, I don't remember exactly what, what we're on, but it's, it's, I'll look it up right now, but it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great that's it's another one where I never expected it to go so far but mm. it was sort of funny because when we when we decided to do it it felt like there wasn't even really like a quality ceiling for us it was sort of like a, <laughs> it was like a numbers ceiling we oh, were like okay. we were like who cares how good it, it, it who cares if it's good like we'll do 35 of them and then we'll start caring about it being good because <laughs> because then people will go and be like damn you guys have been doing it for a long time you know mm. But like but sometimes I think our older episodes are better. Let's see. 
Was was there a point where you thought, right, okay, I know what I'm doing now. I'm I'm, I'm I consider myself a podcaster. I I feel pretty accomplished. I feel pretty good at this. Was there was there a point where you had to stop thinking about it then, and it just became instinctive? I think that it definitely helped me get back into this sort of like casual. Like I, I felt like I I quickly got how I wanted the conversations to go because mm-hmm. I was really it was important to me to feel like I. I mean, I wanted to deliver what I would want to get out of a Power Ranger podcast. So yeah. it, was, it was important that we were talking about stuff that I felt was interesting or because like I, I, I mean, I don't really listen to a lot of Power Ranger podcasts, but yeah. certainly since becoming a part of the fandom, like especially through our Instagram account, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a part of this larger fandom than I ever was before. Mm. Right. So yeah so that anyway that gives some contrast to like what people are interested in in power rangers and how i kind of feel like it's sort of a narrow box because like (laughs) like power rangers itself even though it's been around for so long hasn't had much evolution beyond its initial formula and i think that most fans are fine with that and that's okay and like i'm 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 not necessarily not fine with that too but it just it's i feel like it's you know, for me, what's important is that I satisfy this idea that like, I'm talking about something I haven't heard yet. Someone mm, else say, yeah. you know, right. yeah. Anyway. Not rehashing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to chat about that for a little bit. I mean, okay. how crowded is the Power Rangers podcast market then? How, how are you competing for, for space with a lot of other Power Rangers podcasts? Is it a big? Yes, I would say, well, I would say that like any other niche fandom, mm think you're the first to think of it and then it's like oh there's all these Mm. people there already you know and I never expected to be the first to think of it I was actually worried at first that maybe we would be like a drop in the pool because there's so many Power Ranger fans but then that's why it was so important that I wanted to talk about you know something well I didn't expect someone else to say you know and but at the same time it feels like there could be a lot we could do to kind of elevate it since becoming aware of all these podcasts. I always get frustrated when I see the kind of guests that other, the other casts are pulling and I'm like, mm-hmm. but we could ask, you know, Scorpina way better questions. Than yeah. this, but, you know, <laughs> you know, so, so that's one thing where I'm like that, that would be a nice milestone for us, but we've had, we've, we have had some cool people on, like we talked like one of our recent, like one of our reoccurring guests is a guy who does custom action figures in in canada and he's since made his own podcast since oh, nice. out, and so oh, that's very nice, nice yeah. to inspire him you know? yeah yeah totally yeah. that's really that's really kind of cool yeah. yeah that was kind of cool yeah yeah i mean having i've got a, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old okay and yeah. they, they've they had a little power rangers phase over yes. the past couple of years and it was a massive eye-opener for me to find that there's a fucking fuck ton more power rangers than i thought there was um way well there's a season every year you know and right. there has been and that's, it's, it's still an ongoing concern that still happens that's up and well that's the thing right now the the they're kind of shaking things up since hmm. since the ip was purchased by hasbro there's been kind of this idea that maybe this next season could be their last to follow that traditional formula hmm. but re- regardless of the power ranger legacy which is obviously huge and like we're saying it's like basically non-stop hmm. the it just scratches the surface of the bigger sort of like tokusatsu super sentai you know um uh fandom and Mm. that that i think is the biggest like that's the biggest appeal for me now is realizing how 
Power Rangers is so unique in this idea that it's adapting this whole other franchise that goes even further back, like, you know, mm-hmm. all the way back, to the, all the way back to the seventies, you know? So like that. And, and, you know, anyway, like that episode of, um, if you guys watch the toys that made us on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. yes, they, they do a great job explaining mm. the history of Power Rangers and how it started as this, you know, Japanese show and, and how they were effectively cutting costs by just using old expensive parts of the footage yeah Yeah. (laughs) and like and that's i don't know yeah that that since talking about it every week i've kind of had to approach it from different angles in order to you know renew my interest in it not that i'm ever like not that i'm ever necessarily soured on power rangers but Mm. like you know it yeah anyway i guess it gets it gets very it gets more much more rich once you start to scratch the surface so what is what is an episode like of your podcast what can people expect when they sit down to listen to an episode well that, well the funny thing is like when we first started doing it people would always say how can there possibly be enough to talk about power rangers every week you know yeah. and it's like beyond like recording beyond reviewing an episode so we'll review an episode every episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we tried there's actually a surprising amount of news to yeah. cover um, but it tends to mostly be like toy news. So like okay. uh, Doug and I are big action figure guys. So we're very excited to talk about whatever is coming up in the Power Ranger toy um, community. And obviously now that they've been purchased by a toy company that, I mean, they've never not been about the toys, but mm. right. that's, that's, a, that's a big part of it. And the comics as well. Power Rangers um, for the last few years has been um, shelling out these awesome comics through Boom Studios. Oh so wow! That's, okay, so that's a big appeal for me is being able to talk about that, and and um, so we do our news segment in the beginning, and then basically quickly just transition to um, our uh, episode review, and we we try to keep it pretty light, but occasionally we'll just do like a a different segment for fun, like we've talked about like top five rangers, and you know, and we've revisited that since we've learned about so many new Power Rangers. And sometimes we'll review a product or a video game or whatever it is, you know. Okay, yeah. Can I ask, is it is it a, a healthy fandom? Would you categorize the Power Rangers fan base as a as a, as a wholesome fandom? Because there are so many that aren't. I mean, I'm, yes. a, I'm a, a huge Doctor Who fan and it, it gets toxic. And you know how bad Star Wars can get. Oh, yeah. Is, I mean, I, is, yeah. Go on. No, no, no. Sorry, I was lifting up my coffee mug to show you. Like, I totally get it. Um, yes, of course. Uh, uh, would you? Would you? Categ- how would you categorize the Power Rangers fan base? Wait, is it, was that a Darth it? Vader coffee mug? Yeah. You have a dark side yeah. <laughs> coffee mug. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, Mar- Mac has gone off so many times on people who are dark side fans of Star Wars. Mm. So this is. I just Vader. needed to call that out. This is a mug of his uh, funeral pyre from Return of the Jedi. So okay, okay, it's, re- it's redeemed Vader's mug. No, um, this <laughs> is a, my this is like an, a mug that my grandma's had since like 1983. So I just like to drink uh, okay, it. fair um, enough. Okay, so anyways, fandom so Power Rangers fandom. I would say that like that with any fandom, there's always going to be a, a a sort of level of like toxicity, you know, that mm. you can't really escape. But Power Rangers. It, is definitely one of the most wholesome fan bases I've ever been the pleasure of being a part of. The Power Rangers themselves are almost like obnoxiously wholesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, their free time is yeah. spent picking up litter and helping kids trick or treat. And, <laughs> you know, they're never, they're never, like we were, we, we reviewed an episode the other day where the, the, that current season's team all lost their powers 
So the, the gimmick of the episode was that they brought in a patchwork team of former Rangers okay. and they kind of like fill in and it was great because it's like a nostalgia trip. But the original Rangers that lose their powers are kind of like, well, before this, I drove for NASCAR. And before this, I, you know, was like a stuntman. And like these, these Rangers in particular had like these romantic lives before. They, and so they were like, well, and we don't want to just be the depowered chuds that sit here and do nothing. <laughs> so, so they leave. And that is such an like rare example of like selfishness in power. Right. Cause yeah. like, in other seasons, when there's like that transition of power, they're excited about it. They're like, I'm going to college, so you get to be a ranger now. It's like, that would never be the yeah. case. Like, 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 no, don't like me. Don't make me give up my robot dinosaur and superpowers. You know, right. like, I, I, I'm just going to be a normie. You know, like, yeah. yeah, it's like when the dude left Blue's Clues and it was like, yeah. no, like, I got to go, you know? And it was like, he was just happy to leave his home and dog. Like, you know, like, so. Never thought about it that way, but yeah, anyway. I guess you're right. Yeah. You can live here now with my dog and things. <laughs> so like, yeah. So anyway, that Power Rangers is, uh, they're very good people. And that message kind of goes, because the kids that grew up with it, obviously keep mm. that, keep that in mind. But we have gotten our, our, a certain level of, there, there are things that people are guilty of, maybe like a little bit of, of, of uh, sexism and, and things like that, mm, mm-hmm. like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was very yeah. curious when I said he had a Power Rangers podcast, like what mm, is the state of 2021 Power Rangers yeah. podcast fandom, especially, you know, as adult fans of anything. Um, it's yeah. always interesting to see where that has gone. Um, well, I, I wasn't even like that like I was, I didn't even like it that much as a kid. I felt like I get, I got into it way more as a grown up. Because yeah. I what just, was like, it that got? What was it that dragged you in as a as an adult? Um, I think just the appeal of superheroes to me, and how I had felt like I had checked so many boxes in that in that genre, and yeah. that like one day I just looked at it from the right angle, and I saw its appeal as a vehicle for a unique version of superhero heroics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and that that kind of kept it going for me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is anyway. always one of one of my favorite things about you, Mac, is that I always have appreciated the way that you kind of look for these heroic elements and things and like the good in any kind of character that you're, you know, interested in. And so I feel like that's kind of, it's very sort of on brand in that way. And I even remember going to WonderCon and seeing like, I think Jason David Frank was there and like, just like your enthusiasm of just being like, like this guy gets it, you know, <laughs> he is really like, he gets what this whole thing is about and kind of just liking the the positivity and um, goodness yeah. of this kind of. Well, you don't want to be like Zack Snyder about it, you know, right. like, mm. like, you know, like even even if it's even if superheroes and those kinds of characters have like almost unrealistic moral integrity, mm-hmm. it's important for kids to see that sort of like infallible goodness because it's yeah. like this example they can keep going that they won't really find in the real world very often. So, right, you know, anyway. And this is like going to be a weird sort of connective tissue here. But this, I remember once we were talking about Doug, right? The, yeah. the <laughs> 90s TV wow. show. Cartoon, the cartoon what a segue. The cartoon Doug. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that one of the things that you had said that you loved about it was that you really related to the way that this character, um, kind of took on these other identities in order to deal with the external realities of growing up. (laughs) So it's like when he needed bravery, he became like race Canyon, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly it. Thank you for remembering. Yeah. Yeah, That's, (laughs) you know. 
and um, anyway, yeah, yeah, that kind of what that makes me think of is just kind of that kind of '90s television, um, yes, that really had that kind of pro-social element and this way of sort of trying to teach kids how to live in the world and try to make them better citizens of the world that I think yes. Power Rangers is a part of. However, this is where this connected in my mind. I was thinking about 90s kids shows in general mm -hmm. um, and about one of my favorite things about 90s kids shows was 90s horror shows, yes. largely which were made in Canada. Right. So when you looked at things like Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps and all of that kind of stuff, these are all Canadian horror shows for children. Yes. And they did not hold back. Right. Um, and mm. we all just watched the um, film Psycho Gorman, which as soon as it like literally three minutes into this movie, I went, is this Canadian? And this <laughs> is a love letter to the 90s Canadian kids horror that we grew up on along mm. with clearly a lovely letter to power rangers um, right i think i can say we all absolutely loved this movie yep. am i wrong what did I, I think i described it to you as the second true classic of the joag era i think it's the yeah. second absolute fucking all-timer what's uh, the first the, the first host. was host Oh, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, a film so fucking timely and inventive that you know it's a classic while you're watching it, you know, before it even finishes, you know you've seen something incredible. And I had a similar feeling with Psycho Gorman uh, about a third of the way through when the, the, the performance that little girl gives, she's acting from another realm. Um, the, the scope of that film. Mark, you know, do you want to give a rundown of what this film is about? So, Psycho Gorman, uh, it is a, uh, it wears its influences proudly on its sleeve. It doesn't hide the fact that it's, it's uh, as you put it, a love letter to about 70 different movies and genres all rolled into one. Uh, it's the story of uh, a, a little girl and her brother and their relationship with uh, uh, an evil overlord from the planet Gygax, a, a, a being of such unimaginable power, he, he is able to kind of murder planets um however they uh find him buried in their garden uh she controls him by means of a mystical gem and they and hijinks ensue you know and 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 you know shit goes down but you know the film just radiates affection and it radiates this good nature and yeah i mean it's it's a hard R. I mean, it's gory as shit. It's so gory. <laughs> so Fucking gory. Fucking hell. Um, it's gory <laughs> as fuck. Uh, and, and some of the humor is, is so, so, so questionable and non-PC. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's not a dinner table kind of movie. Um, no. But again, it, it, it radiates this good, good, good nature. Uh, do you remember Little Monsters with Fred Savage? That was one yes, that kept. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Coming out at me loud and clear. And just stuff like Mac and Me, for fuck's sake, and E.T. Right, right. You know, um, it's all of those. But yet the aesthetic is 100% Power Rangers. Uh, right. The costumes are, just, are, are latex, fight scenes filmed in some fucking quarry. You know, <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah. I remember thinking at the time, God forbid those guys should ever get anywhere near uh, a decent budget because the fucking mayhem they could cause uh, would, would yeah. rend the fabric of space-time. 
that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, like Power Rangers never wants to try to like do what Psycho Gorman did, except mm. in the comics, they kind of do that where it's mm -hmm. like, well, why compromise the fun and the campiness and the kitschiness, these great costume designs? Like why, why compromise on the, on the, on the players, on the characters? Like they mm. should feel like real people at the same time, mm. you know, like that's such a good, that's such a good dichotomy. Cause it's like, well, here's a story where I feel like I'm not watching a bunch of cartoon characters. I feel like in the, in Power Rangers, they don't, they don't act like people very often. And mm -hmm. obviously the, the bar for their acting is very low, which no, I mean, mm -hmm. that's just where, that's just how it is. You know, mm -hmm. they didn't even, they, they even had a rule against hiring union actors. So, <laughs> wow. <Ooh>. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, it's like a thing like that where, but, but Psycho Gorman's like, well, yeah, like we're going to rip off those restrictions and we're going to show you how fun yes. these designs can be. And, and yeah. Yeah, I absolutely loved the sort of council of aliens that very Superb. much felt. Yeah, it's just like the sort of Power Rangers y boardroomy feel oh, yeah. here. Um, and it's it's all of that cranked to eleven. So then with just this insane gore, um, really like gnarly moments. Oh my god. Disturbing <laughs> Disturbing. Yeah. Like that, the first the, the cop whose face he melts. Uh, oh, uh, man. who just follows them around. Yeah, and this sort of running joke of like the the everyone that he's does this to being like, dear God, kill me. Yeah, right, 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 like yeah, yeah. eternal pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which oh. even through that scene, I loved this um, that scene where the cop is like following them around, and you have Psycho Gorman dressed as Alan Grant from, <laughs> from Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. <laughs> What it is so I love that real connection to where it came from, you know, and um, what influenced this movie. Is it set very in compelling lore as well? There's loads, there's fucking loads of backstory which they clearly oh, right. just kind of knocked up out of nowhere. But you know, <laughs> it, it, it spans galaxies and eons of time. You know, it's you know, which like the I kids said, are totally uninterested in, which is also completely. a great running gag. Yeah, I know. Yep. When that was the coolest part for me, I wanted to know so much more about his origin on Gygax. And I was yeah. like, how could you be so blasé about this movie? Like, <laughs> this is like the coolest thing ever. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just anyway. really, really enjoyable through and through. And um, also, we ask anyone listening to this, please spend the $4.99 or $6.99 or whatever to actually rent yes. it, partly to assuage uh, Mark's guilt because he watched it on Plex. Um, so oh, please, yeah. please, because no other options were available. No yes, other options, but were, please the rent this I'm movie able, and heck, legitimately listen, screenshot your that you rented this movie <laughs> and send it to us, receipt. and we will <laughs> we will uh thank you personally next yeah. week for for having done that because it really is it's it's worth your money. And I love, I mean, this is a small the the director of this has like 1400 Instagram followers, like this is still wow. yeah, what? and they made the void. Right, uh, which is another oh, yeah. fantastic which is, movie. They made the void. Fucking hell, they the made void the void. So great. Yeah, okay. Same I, team behind that. I have seen that movie. Yeah. 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 Mm. Wow. Which was another one that three minutes in, I went, "This is Canadian, isn't it?" Like they are yes. so distinctly Canadian, which I think is also just a great I, element. I've, of I've this. spent years banging on about the void to anyone yeah. 
who would listen um yeah. just this lovely intimate kind of small scale mm-hmm. creepy claustrophobic fucking creature film superb and i i keep remembering amazing stuff about it the 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 song of the end credits it is it is essentially um turtle power by partners in crime brilliant pastiche of that fucking song where they just wrap the film's events brilliant yeah i love that so, mm. i oh. actually at the end of psycho garment i shazammed the song because i was like <laughs> i'm gonna spotify this i feel yeah. like this is a thing i need to memorize <laughs> it was awesome so i mean yeah i guess closing thoughts is yes i recommend well i would have never seen it without you guys um yes. talking about it today so it's good to hear and i'm gonna show it yeah i feel like i've got to i immediately was like i got to show my friends this movie mm. awesome. like the second that you saw that council like you said jesus oh my god like the and then the evil one too the guy that was just like neat in the in the in the vat <laughs> like i get <laughs> <laughs> and and, the, and their names were like Dark Scream and Witchmaster, and like I was like I was so into that. I was so into that. Also, the kid who just becomes the brain thing. Yeah. Oh, poor, poor that poor kid. Alistair, is that his name? Alistair, yeah. yeah. I felt and, so bad. And his parents just kind of accept it. Like it is. That's just so funny. It <laughs> it's like hard to describe gonna be normal how again? funny no, that probably is. Probably not. Probably not. But I like you like this, you know. Like, and, the, and you're not. Okay. I wasn't ready for the movie. Like, it almost felt yeah. like. Like, it felt mm. like, have you guys seen, uh, I'm sure you have, uh, The Gate, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. We watched yeah. that together. Yeah. Sort of quite recently, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I remember when my friend Tom showed me The Gate, um, mm. and uh, I, and it was like, I wasn't ready. Like, yeah. it, like, it starts out with, like, such a simple premise. And then, like, like I mean, the opening, like, crawl for this movie could definitely kind of set the stage for it. But certainly, like, as it started to go re- grab pop, I was like, this is not a first thing I do nope. when I wake up movie. Like I was like, <laughs> like I was like <laughs> but anyway. mistakes were made. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I'm, but I, I definitely loved it. I have a, a, a kind of a, a, a promise I make to myself these days that I pass the first teaser for a movie. I don't watch anything else, no other trailers or whatever. I, I found more and more uh, that going into a movie as cold as you possibly can is the best way to experience it. Oh, and I knew yes. nothing about PG before watching it and it paid off big time. Those okay. modern trailers are just, they can be mm. so egregious, you know. I keep yeah. going back to Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah, okay. Imagine if they'd kept Hulk in that movie secret secret which it was supposed to be that always gets me that they talk about that 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 scene the he's a friend from work scene was supposed to be a surprise and it's still very funny oh it's it's terrific we were supposed to be surprised by it they put him on the poster yeah yeah Yeah, Um, absolutely yeah gone are the days when movies would keep their secrets and i mean did those did that exist watch it trailer from like 1985 and it's like here's the entire oh, story yeah. with Make the good point. Yeah, they, literally <laughs> just narrate they do the they, whole they tell you the whole thing like they're they're not gonna let you you know bow out they're like listen we know you might not watch it so here's the storyline you like it this. come see gonna, it yeah, right i'm gonna approach this scientifically i'm gonna watch yeah some, was there ever a moment where yeah, things yeah, yeah. didn't give everything away i well, think the answer is the teaser trailer Plus, like, the worst part is when it's something where, like, the movie trailer made you feel like you were going to get more of whatever it was or something uh, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 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 even though I hated both of them, I think about, like, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And, like, they put Green Goblin in the trailer and stuff. And, like, Dane DeHaan becoming Green Goblin at the end of the movie, like, they played it up like he was such a big deal. But it happens, like, mm-hmm. so close to the end. 
Right. And it's like, but if you hadn't told me it was happening, then I would have been excited because yeah. it sets up the third one. But instead, I'm like right. thinking, where's Green Goblin the whole time? Just, you know, last right. week, just last week, we talked about the gray. Yeah, with Liam Neeson. Mm, yeah. Right, with the wolves. Yeah. With the wolves. There was that no film, wolf punching. That's not even the move. Punch a yeah. single fucking wolf. And yet for the entire trailer, he's warming up to punch a wolf. He's fucking gearing up. What comes the wolf? Yeah, he punches the glass and yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you yeah. Well, they should. Yeah, trailers it. can really sort of fuck the way that you think about a movie, even yes. just music, right? Like the yeah. I often find that I am disappointed by a movie because the tone that was set by the music in the trailer is mm. not the same tone that was in it. And actually, that's one of the things I can categorically say I appreciated about Promising Young Woman is that they used the song they used in the trailer oh, in good. the movie, and I was like, see, I wanted to hear that toxic string version that they did in there in it and it worked i hate when i watch a trailer and it's just not the same tone that mm. i was expecting so well, trailers I... can really like screw with your with oh, the film yeah definitely there's so many examples of that <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if it's a lost art or what but i i can't think of an example of it happening lately uh it, it feels like there was a a, a wild way tra- they would film like specific not in the film bits of the film i'm thinking mm. That mm-hmm. first Spider-Man, that first Sam Raimi Spider-Man where he follows the bank robbery and webs up the guys. Terminator 2, where there's that whole uh, trailer takes place in the fucking cyborg factory. And it's like a, a, an intentionally shot bit, which isn't in the film, like a little vignette yeah. about the film. Uh, yeah, like, a, like a prologue or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Like a teaser, uh, which takes place kind of in a different part where you don't see. Um, mm-hmm. They should do more of that. Yeah, I like that Pixar yeah, did that for Soul. You know, they did that little short, and it had mm. from the movie, and oh, and, it, and I, I I still think about how funny I like how much I laughed at. I didn't even know it was Tina Fey at the time, but that character doing this little like cowboy jig in this short. That's and I'm like, I'm gonna have to look for that because I don't think I saw that. But I thought it was super funny, and it made me want to see the movie. And I liked that it was like something that was just the cherry. You know, it wasn't like I was. You know, yeah. yeah. But anyway, maybe this is the key. Give us something that's not in it. Something from the yes. cutting room floor, some extra scene, whatever. Yeah, yeah. which we makes you want to see that, the trailers because yeah. you feel like you're getting more without spoiling yeah. anything. Well, so yeah. many movies we're going to see anyway. It almost seems like the marketing is just formality. You know? yeah, that's you good point. so you true. You make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so very true, especially now. But yeah. Avengers, yeah. you're going to fucking see it anyway. There's no way I'm not going to see it. Yeah, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Just put the title up there. Like, exactly. <laughs> that would be way... I, yeah. I didn't see a single, I forced myself, like you were saying, Mark, not to see a single trailer after the first one for Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. Mm. And mm. I remember like walking in the theater and being like, wow, like Far From Home. And everyone's like, yeah, like it was good. But because they had already seen so many exciting moments. Right. And I was like, no, I didn't know any about, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> you know, so, anyway. It's yeah, the I way think- forward, certainly. Yeah, I go to a lot of movies, well, in normal times. So I think yeah. like I happen to see trailers for that reason, but otherwise, screw it. And I try to go a half hour late so I don't see any trailers, but I'm totally on board with this. Just don't watch them and like be surprised. I think it makes a huge difference to the experience. Because going to see fun. movies isn't cheap, you know? That's not, why would you yeah. want to fucking ruin it for yourself by watching yeah, it all really. beforehand? <laughs> yeah, s- snacking before dinner, you know? Like, uh, like <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. well put. Yeah, that's a very good point. So the other thing that I want to talk about also, yes. Evil Dead 2. Woo-hoo! Which is the film that we will be watching on Saturday. 
um, the Ooh. 6th of February. So this coming Saturday, if you're listening yep. to this in real time, uh, we are going to be watching Evil Dead 2 on Discord uh, with our homies, our Joffins. <laughs> Don't fucking say it. It makes my fucking skin <laughs> You roll. hate it so much. It um, me me Mac, <laughs> recently there was a poll of what listeners wanted to call themselves uh. and Joffins won. Uh, however, What's what was the one... Mean? It's so Boffins is a scientist, um, and we, we, we use we, the word a we lot. We talk about the, the, science a lot, right? Yeah, uh, we talk about the Large Hadron Collider. We've spoken about fucking genetic all manipulation, of all of that nonsense, and uh, the, a catch-all term for a, a propeller head. You know, a scientist who's into all yeah. of this stuff is the British slang word boffin. Is that one you'd come across? We have like we have like think and things like that. All, <laughs> okay, you know, like yeah, yeah. So. Um, Jerry came up with Joffins combining Boffins and Joag. Uh, but also, what was the one that Sam came up with yesterday that was so Joagalos? Oh, Joagalos, <laughs> that's which pretty I think funny. Is, which I'm more into, yeah, which is delightful. Um, but all of these, there were some really fun names that came up with, but anyways, us and our Joffins or uh Joagalos will be watching Evil Dead 2. You Yay. guys are both Evil Dead super mm. fans. If I mean it, Evil Dead 2 is the one I keep going back to. I mean sure. I don't know what your thoughts are, but for me that's not just the best one of, of the, the 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 best moment of Evil Dead as a as a as a phenomenon, but I think it's it's as close as you'll get to a perfect fucking film. Yeah, I mean, I think that like when you look at the Evil Dead spectrum, I mean, if you're really only talking about the three movies, mm. it's pretty crazy how Evil Dead sits right in the middle of, or Evil Dead 2 sits right mm. in the middle of both of them, you know, where it's like Raimi got excited to do more slapstick after, so Army of Darkness is, is you know, a little bit more unhinged, and then yep. obviously he hadn't like any evil dead coming out more corny is what convinced him to do evil dead Two more that way. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that like, it is kind of hard not to deny it. It's it's role as the like sweet spot, you know, right yep. there in the franchise. Yep. Very um, much so. But it, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it I have, <laughs> I have so many feel feelings about evil dead. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that like, especially for me, the franchise post film can be a little bit too defined by army of darkness. I completely it, agree. You know, like I, I, I almost feel like Ash got like, as much as I love Bruce Campbell and I love mm. Ash versus evil dead. And I love mm -hmm. what he's done with the role and, and things like that. I almost feel like he became a buffoon too quickly. Yeah. 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 Completely. You know, like when you read the comics, it's like he's nothing but an idiot all the time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, but that's not, that's not Ash and Evil Dead 2. You know, no, I mean? certainly not. Certainly yeah. not. I mean, he's actually a, a fucking resourceful guy. Yeah. Who's, exactly. Who's not afraid to butcher himself to, 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 you know, indulge in some DIY to actually show up. Um, Whereas, like you say, the Ash of Army of Darkness, the, the, you know, the, the stuttering, word forgetting fucking, uh, also, one thing about Army of Darkness that never, yeah. ever sat right with me, and I'm, this might sound ridiculous and it might sound picky, but in the internal logic of those films, the fucking hand, man, how does that work? That's, that's, the, that's definitely like where, you know, it, it's such an interesting example because like 
he does get sillier in that movie, but almost smarter in the sense yes. that he's like this idiot savant. Metallurgy and yeah. all of a sudden a, f- a fucking mechanic. A mechanical yeah. hand, yeah. And That's a leap. It is such a leap. And I love that there are like a few things that Raimi does to decorate it like, oh, like here's like this crane. And <laughs> like, here's like, here's like, it goes like, like, this, like the leather straps go up the bicep and it's like, okay, but... You're never, (laughs) but there's nothing to explain that he can just move it with his mind. But I don't know. I, I, I love that he's a cyborg. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's. But you've, you've categorized it perfectly by saying that, yes, even the two sits in that beautiful kind of area where it just works. It's the horror is proper nasty. There's some really, whoa, nasty bits. Um, And what I get struck by more and more every time I watch it is how there isn't a, I don't think there's a wasted frame in that entire film. Everything is just fucking moving it forward. You know, there's at no point is there time to check your phone or no. get bored. You know, it's all fucking vital stuff. I think it's a movie where it doesn't really matter how many times I watch it. I'll yeah. always forget about a scene or there'll be like a part where like suddenly it will resonate with me more because like you said, like Evil Dead doesn't waste any time and it is quite the, or Evil Dead 2, I always just call it Evil Dead. And mm. it just and it's quite the experience, you know, mm. especially when you can break it up into those sections of like Ash alone, and then mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get the like reinforcements kind of like when when what's her name and her friend show up and you know um, and uh, or like the the hillbilly and, and all them, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously like shit really starts to hit the fan, like and the house just starts to go to chaos in that whole third act, and and I feel like it's it's a movie where like even if I feel a little bit like, oh, I've seen this a million times. I always get so excited as yes. it's starting to ramp up, you know? Yep, yep, but, yep. Um, you're right. You, you can, you can break it into sections. Um, but it, I always find silence a very brave choice to make in a film. Yeah. And there's huge kind of sections of Evil Dead 2 where it's just him acting yeah. off the fucking screen, just acting out of his skin, just reacting to fuck all throwing yeah. himself around the cabin, no dialogue, and yet it completely just rivets you to the screen. It's, uh, I, I, unique is a huge word, right? You, you know, yeah. unique gets thrown around, but I, I genuinely can't think of another film like Evil Dead 2, which you would mention in the same breath as it. It feels unique to me. Everything else is just almost the same, or maybe Evil Dead belongs in like multiple subgenres, but it definitely mm. like defines itself. You know, it, mm-hmm. it really, it, it, it's such a unique movie. And I think that like Campbell has never even topped that performance in the, no in the house. You know, it's, he works, he acts so well when he can chew up the scenery by himself. And, mm-hmm. and even that like, you know, he gets so much credit for the stuff he had to do in reverse, you know, the stuff mm. that they had to play backwards, you know. And I, I like you're saying, like sometimes I, I, I wish he was alone longer in the movie. Yes. Like sometimes I wish it was just Ash in the house, you know, mm-hmm. by himself, because it just gets so he he does such a good job on his own. Um, but uh, but you know, the thing that always brings me back to Evil Dead and what I I always find so unique about it as a franchise is like as a fan of horror. Mm. To me, like, I love horror movies, and especially as, like, a kid. I mean, I feel like I, I saw Evil Dead 2. Like, I, I got really into these movies in, like, the seventh grade is, like, my mm-hmm. big, like, the beginning of that phase. And I had so many friends that were into horror movies, and, and as much as it was fun to watch all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies or, or Friday, the 13th, Friday the 13th or whatever, 
there was still a part of me that didn't like seeing people die you know <laughs> and it was like and it was like i love horror movies and i definitely can like appreciate a good crunchy kill or something like mm -hmm. that you know but i sort of was getting tired of the monotonous slog of start like care about all these people and then watch them all get killed you sure. know where it was right. like it's like it was like like you know like i want to just feel like maybe like at, at some point it you know i know it gets tired to have like only one person survive or something like that but to me that was almost like that was all i needed just to feel like i could like oh watch one person make it it felt it felt mm. like satisfying in a way of being like someone escaped this horrific situation so potentially god forbid if like a zombie in a hockey mask tried to skill, scare uh, try to kill me mm. that like maybe i could make it through uh, especially as a virgin um, but um uh, yeah but uh what i like about evil dead is that the face of the franchise is the survivor so it's never like mm. you have to worry about ash getting killed obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Ash, ash is the constant mm -hmm. and there aren't a lot of like heroic protagonists in horror that 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 stick with the franchise mostly mm. you're sticking with the killers you know mm. So that's something I've always really appreciated about Ash mm. is feeling no, like you, I, you, sorry, go ahead. You make a great point. I mean, and you, you talk about the the predictability of your of your slashes. Yeah, yeah. like you said, introduce you to the cast of characters. Which one's going to survive? Ah, oh, not here, not here. They get picked off one by one. But there is no room. And again, I, I use Evil Dead as shorthand for Evil Dead Two. There is no room no. in that film to get comfortable at all. You no. have no fucking clue what is coming next. No, no. Um, it, it, there's there's no frame of reference. The the house is literally laughing at him. The female love interest is dead within the first kind of fifteen minutes. Right. You know, there's no own hand is trying to kill him. There's there's yeah. there's no frame of reference for what you're going through. It just it's a ride, and that that is a horrific yeah. cliche. But the film is a ride, and you don't know where it's going to take you. Yeah, yeah. No, you're. I mean, the Necronomicon itself is so nebulous. Oh yeah. I mean, like that's that's why it's <laughs> that's why it's so hard for people to be like oh, Evil Dead's a zombie movie. And it's like, well, not really, because Deadites yeah. can do anything. You know, they almost feel like, um, they almost feel like uh, Mr. Like Migsy Spitalik or something, you know, like mm. they're just there to cause chaos and and whatever chaos that takes is, you know. And um, so my foot itches. Um, but uh, that, that, that's why Evil Dead is such a like good comedy horror because like that, you know, you never know what the, you never know like what form that 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 chaos will take but at the same time it can be so scary like you were saying yes. like there's like especially like ash like in the beginning of a movie he becomes a he becomes a deadite you know what i mean and then that's sort of like well i mean i guess it only works the first time you see it but you never really know when it will happen again because it's mm -hmm. like sure here following him <sighs> in the movie but like he feels sort of compromised at that point you know what mm -hmm. i mean so anyway yeah uh, leading to, to, for my money, the best, the, the, the best scare, I think the best pure scare, the best jump scare in the film is when he just pops up out of nowhere yeah, as evil. Rawr, yeah. Yeah. Ah, you had forgotten about that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Really good. Um, so anyway, yes, we're going to be watching that on discord on the 6th of February. And if Exciting. you would like to just bask in the presence of a perfect piece of art, then it would be lovely to have you along. My yeah, one well. thing that I would like for you fellows to address, um, is you know in case someone decides to watch the first one first mm. which you don't necessarily have to do before we're watching it but you know some people uh, are completists they want to do this yeah can you explain the beginning of the second one and how we end up in 
Ash ending up there with the end of the first one, because this is one of the most common confusing moments for people who are watching the Matt, second has, one. Has there ever been an official explanation from from anyone involved as to why as to what's going on there? Because my take <laughs> is they just decided to redo the entire film in the first eight minutes. Basically, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I mean, I whenever I can't remember where I saw this or who explained it to me. But the best explanation I saw was that they were worried that nobody saw the first one, mm-hmm. you know, and they were getting the second one made because of the cult status of Evil Dead One. Mm. So they might they they thought like you know might as well we might as well just um, condense the plot of the first movie up until like like essentially like and and the frames even line up you know of that like one the, shot yeah the yeah, one yeah. shot you know. So I've always, I've never done it, but I would love to see someone edit the movie that mm. way where it goes mm. from Bruce oh, leaving wow, the yes. house, you know? Yeah. And like he turns around and then it gets in his face and then that's where it picks up in Evil Dead 2. But the, I, I've always thought as, of, of the beginning of Evil Dead 2 as, as previously on Evil Dead. That's all it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but then like, you know, if you're like a big nerd completionist, you have all these inconsistencies you have to address. Like sure. uh, where... Like suddenly there's a smaller group going up to the cabins. Does that mean those characters never existed and blah, blah, blah. But I, I almost wish the franchise was more forthright about that, where they were just like, yes, we condensed the plot of the first movie. I, I, I love for them to, to just say that that's what it is. But There's a great, uh, just a throwaway one-liner in an episode of Ash versus Evil Dead, where he talks about, oh, uh, this was where I lost my second Linda or something like right, that. He, right. he just, yeah. just casually throws it away. <laughs> that's so funny that's so mm. funny pardon me a moment mac of all graves sorry <gasps> mac of all graves i'll just put that out. i'll just leave that with you is that might be, so- our, might be our episode title oh oh okay okay well, it's like, <laughs> like, like you got to use it for something i mean <laughs> <laughs> so we've had like uh jack of all wrecks when we recommended things jack of all graveyards when we talked about cemeteries so mac of all graves seems like a perfectly reasonable Title I love it. I love it. You got to use, <laughs> use the the photo of uh, Ash slamming that makeshift cross down, you know, in the grave. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, I would. Oh, listen, I would love I have for to you to. You this. You'll okay. Like this. okay. Well, I would also love for you to um, pass along your Ash costume photos for us to put in our blog. Oh, I think so, I have them on Insta, like. Yeah. The one from so, Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy who uh, went up to the cabin set. A few years yes. back, and re and reclaimed it. So I bought some of the artifacts from it off eBay. Um, How did that? Can you talk to me? Can you talk to me a little bit about the process of buying that? Like, did you just happen to come across that um, auction, or yeah, simple wow. as that. Um, uh, uh, a friend of mine saw the auction and sent me the link. Mark, you need to get on this. So I did. Uh, he wouldn't ship to the UK, so I got him to send it to my buddy in New York, who sent it to me back here. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have this is a part of the workshed. Wow. I know. This is a part of Linda's, you know, the coal that he digs the, the cross into on Linda's grave. Yeah. Right so, here. So, so how long did he hold on to these things? I mean, these are pretty, like, you would have had to have gone to the cabin pretty early to know where it was, right? To know, uh, yeah. The, the, there are photos of the process on, on the, the website the guys built. It, it was in a pretty bad state. Um, it, it, you know, collapsed and right. na- nature had pretty much reclaimed it. Um, you know, they, they erected a lot of fake trees outside the cabin to kind of flesh out the the, the way the forest looks. And they were all fucked, like moldy and, and, and broken. Um, 
So he, he literally wow. just borrowed a truck and pulled down as much of it as he could. Uh, wow. And, no, I, I mean, what else? I want to see everything. This is crazy. Okay, so Wood, uh, this is a small piece of foam from one of the fake trees in the forest. Wow. Uh, we have here a small piece of lead uh, flashing from the roof of the cabin. Wow. Wow. And the rest is, is bits of coal from Linda's grave. I, I've seen photos of it, you know, since... Because this is a, this is the Evil Dead One cabin, obviously, because it's the one that was actually out there. So like that's mm -hmm. that's, man, that's such a trip to think that that you could go and find it. Because like I'm sure Incredible, now to make that take that pilgrimage would almost feel like fruitless. Like I I because mm. it's so dilapidated, like you said. But wait, but wait, wait. Sorry, you said that he did he restore it? Oh God, no. Um, okay. He's he's repurposed some of the lumber from the cabin. Got uh, it. And uh, he also kind of tours conventions with some of the bits he's kept. Uh, you know, the, the, the clock, with the slamming lid the, in the, the laughing kind of sequence. He's yeah. got that clock. Um, and he just turns up at cons and sets out all of his stuff and you can have photos taken with it and whatnot. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I mean, honestly, it's better than it being lost forever. I mean, exactly. if it could be in, a, in an Evil Dead museum someday, yes. that would be, yeah, that'd be awesome. Wow. Good job. Love that. Wow. Well, Mac, thank you so much for joining us and geeking out yes, on things with us. It is, I mean, it's always wonderful to talk to you and see you. It's been such a long time. So just really happy that you were able to join us. And hopefully you'll join us again and talk about more nerdy things with us. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I had a great time. So thank you for having me. And like you said, <laughs> for the movie recommendation, I'm very, very thankful. So yeah <laughs> thank you so, <laughs> so check out uh max podcast which is the more phenomenal podcast more phenomenal po oh, po rolled podcast. off the tongue yes off the tongue. well once you realize it's not less phenomenal it's just so easy. <laughs> it's easy peasy from yeah. there it's so easy so check that out uh it's everywhere that you can get podcasts including spotify where i usually listen to mine but yeah, yes check that out delightful um, and for us, make sure that you uh, check out the blog for all the things that we talked about on jackofallgraves.com, Instagram, jackofallgravespod, Twitter, at jackofallgraves, and we've got a Facebook group, so look at our link tree, which is in the description of everything, uh, and you can join that. And don't forget, Saturday, we are watching Evil Dead 2, which you should Ooh. be sufficiently pumped about after <laughs> listening to these boys talk about it so lovingly. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's watching a whole new movie now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and if you look at the blog, you can also see Mark unbox all of the stuff that he was just showing to mm. Mac. So it is very hard to say Mark and Mac and not mix up those names. I'm just going to. Just Mac and there. me, I guess. Yeah, you can Aww. say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so until next week, friends, hey, stay spooky. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>